Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only. Hello! Welcome into Circle City Cinema. I am your host, Zach Griffith, and I am joined by a returning guest, a frequent offender on cinema, Bryce Shaddy, my good friend, uh, Bryce Shaddy. Ah, uh, yes, frequent offender indeed, Zach. And I will continue to abuse my, my guest appearances on Circle City Cinema as we start a new series, Zach. We, we take this journey together. Yes, so as many of the listeners will remember, me and Alex Burr, uh, with WandaVision and then with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and then again with Loki. We had weekly recaps of those MCU shows. And now Bryce stepping into the chair with me, my fellow Star Wars fan, talking about the book of Boba Fett. Oh, uh, yes. The spinoff uh, from The Mandalorian, which was probably the most successful series in Disney Plus history in their short history. Wouldn't you agree, Bryce? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What they've been able to do, and we're going to talk about it, what they've been able to do with this franchise that has has completely blown me away. Completely blown me away. The What, what John Favreau and Dave Filoni have done. <laughs> the, I mean, Star Wars, we'll talk about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about, about it. The landscape. But where Star Wars was, I would say, from Last Jedi all the way to... When Mandalorian came out, wasn't great. Wasn't in a great spot. And has been resurrected by those by those two brave single souls. handedly. <laughs> Had nothing to do with Kathleen Kennedy. That's yeah, sure. yeah. Go away, go away, <laughs> Kathleen. Just go make Indiana Jones, please, please. Uh, but Bryce, before we talk about Chapter One, which was called Stranger in a Strange Land, we got to start out as always. Good things you've seen lately. And I'm going to let you go first because I have a few things. I have already talked to you about a couple, but I want to hear, hear you watch. <sighs> oh, boy, man. I've been in a lot of different shows, Zach. I got to be honest with you. Uh, well, I mean, to start off with, I mean, obvi- the most obvious one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I mean, that is, oh, you know, the biggest box office uh, fetch since, you know, Endgame, I, I think is fair to say. And I mean, do, you might be able to throw Dune in there, but I think, it, you know, Dune's not even close when we talk about Spider-Man. No. Um, so that's at the top. Um, I got a little bit into TV, Zach. Got a little bit into TV. Yeah. We're streaming here, okay? I've been following my, my Colts on Hard Knocks, first in-season uh, season that they've done uh, at HBO, and it's been going phenomenally well phenomenally well been received very well and it's just great to get an inside look at, at my favorite team yes second thing i started zach I, succession I, I, yeah you told you told succession. me succession and i'm gonna oh. apologize i'm gonna apologize to our 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 founder alex burr because he's been on my ass to watch this and now, and now you're kind of on my ass to watch this and Ooh. it's just i gotta tell us tell me about it Man, look, uh, so at the beginning, right, if you you're going to be kind of lost, right? We're talking about we're talking about business. We're talking about big business, a lot of professional terms. If you're not in that realm, you can get very easily lost, but you have to stick with it. 
because it, it begins to become more watered down to the drama that we love and know from great television series. And that's exactly what success, Succession is, sprinkled in with a little bit of business. And it's great. The characters are great. The The dissension among the characters are amazing. Kieran Culkin is an absolute star. He has brought, he has restored order to the Culkin name. It is an absolutely phenomenal show, Zach. You have to watch it. It's a joke that you haven't seen it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I give you so many suggestions. You blow me off for all of them, but I hope you take me up on this one. I hope you do. Listen, I'm sifting through my list on on Netflix and on Hulu uh, and, and on, on on Disney Plus. You know, Alex is kind enough to let me use his HBO Max, and I have not returned the favor. Squandered it. You have squandered it. I have not returned the favor by watching the show he's told me to watch. And now you. Joke. So it's a joke. Bryce, you left out something. Unless you were not finished. I left out something. Well, another television related. Well, I mean, tonight begins Bachelor. The Bachelor begins tonight. That's what I was getting at. Uh, Myself and Abigail, uh, we will either be viewing tonight's episode after this podcast or we will uh, watch it on Tuesday night. Look, I thought The Bachelorette was crazy. Obviously not from looking at the commercials and, and, and Mr. Clayton. Clayton. Why'd you get intimate with both the women? I don't understand it. I, I you're gonna have to explain yourself on that one later in the season, buddy. But uh, yes, very much looking forward to the Bachelor season. Listen, I don't want to steer. I'll just say more. I mean, let's be honest. I would say ninety nine percent of the network's audience, and males, males. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't want to steer any of our male audience away, but. I, you know, you're listening to two people who enjoy the Bachelor and the Bachelorette franchises. So I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be talked <laughs> get about. Over it. Get over yourself. It's going to be talked about briefly. Briefly. Okay. Just, you know, just for like five minutes max every episode. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay. uh, good things I've seen lately. I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to finish it tonight after our show here. The Guilty. The Jake Gyllenhaal movie on Netflix, directed by Antoine Fuqua. We we are Gyllenhaal degenerates. Gyllenhaal degenerates. I think he's the fact that he's only been nominated for one Oscar. It's a joke. It's a joke. It was it was for best supporting actor in Brokeback Mountain. He didn't it's win. A, when you look at Prisoners, when you look at Nightcrawler, it's just a joke. It's a joke. Nightcrawler especially. I don't <sighs> I don't understand. I'm sure we're missing some. Donnie Darko. That was a, he was great in that. I just, I don't understand. But the guilty, I'm finishing it tonight. Dylan Hall plays a 911 dispatcher. I'm sure if you have Netflix, you've seen it. It's, you've seen the trailer at least. It was on the homepage for, for weeks. Oh, everyone loves crappy Netflix movies with big time names in it. Everyone's probably seen it. I have not seen it yet, but hey, that's where we're going right now. I mean, the IMDb rating is low. It's like six something, but all Netflix films are, you know, you know, Leo and the don't look up movie, his first rotten movie in years. That's that's surprising because that's next on my list here. Don't look up. I, me and, and my Abigail Bryce, we watched don't look up. Oh, you did this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed okay. it. Was J-Law good? J-Law was great. Played a character. 
I haven't really seen her play before. Said Leo. Leo played a character he's never played before. Was he, sure. was he awesome? He was awesome. He was awesome. Owned it. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. He owned it. Meryl Streep, solid. Meryl Streep plays the president of the United States. Not fitting. Uh, who else was in there? Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Jonah Hill is the chief of staff. Meryl Streep talking, is the chief of staff. Are we talking vintage Jonah Hill here? Yes. He taps into his comedy oh. for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Jonah and Leah reunited from Wolf. Ah, uh, magic happens when they're on the screen together. Magic happens, and of course you have Adam McKay directing. Uh, some of his more. This isn't really a dramatic. It's dramatic, but some comedy mixed in. You know, a lot of people didn't like Vice. I thought Vice was fine. Uh, Big Short was awesome. So he's got he's got movies like that, but. It's it, it was I liked I liked it I give it like a seven out of ten. No, that's not bad. That's not that's, bad at all. It's not bad. It's it's a C. It's a C movie. It's it's good. It's good. That's like two or two and a half stars. It's not bad. Um, me and Abigail have also been rewatching the Scream series in preparation for Scream, the new Scream movie next week. Uh, we watched one through three this weekend. Still need mm. to watch four, unfortunately. But Bryce, I gotta say, my rewatch, two things became apparent to me. This first screen movie is locked in one of my ten favorite movies ever. It's just fun. Like as bad as it is and tough to watch at, at some points, it's just kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's remember when we watched that with Caleb before your the night before your wedding. Mind we watched blown. That with Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks, folks, you've never I'm seen wired. it. I don't know how many times you've heard somebody say, yeah, I watched Scream the night before my wedding, but that's what we did. It was October. That's what we did. Get over it. It was it was scary season and, and a special occasion and Caleb had never seen it. So that's what we did. Mind blown, by the way, for him. Mind blown. Uh, and the second thing that was affirmed for me, uh, I had never seen Scream 3. I was I was looking at the IMDb page for it before I popped it in the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this this could be rough. This could be a rough one. And it, I loved it. No, it's good. I yeah, loved it. I, I, I liked it better it. than the second one. I enjoyed it. So right now, it's my second favorite of the of the series. Scream 4, you know, I've only seen it once. I don't even remember who the killer was. I just remember thinking, this sucks. So <laughs> I have not seen the fourth one, so I need to see it. My schmuck self... Bought Scream 4 on Blu-ray today at work just to say I own all four movies. Uh, I'm going to have to borrow it off you. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not on HBO or, or anything. I don't. They always have the first three, but not, never the fourth. That's which is weird. But unfortunately, this new Scream movie is a direct sequel to Scream 4. So I have to watch it again. Uh, we'll see. You know, maybe maybe it's good. Maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe it's like you with Man of Steel, that situation. Hey, maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not feeling it. And then I had the Bachelorette finale down in my notes. Uh not great. Not great. Not, not great. Not, not, Michelle's a fraud. Nate's a fraud. We all know it. It's a joke. And then uh I also had No Way Home down. It was my last one. Uh seen it twice. I think we can talk spoilers now. It's been it's been about three weeks. So, 
you know, it was an awesome movie. It lived up to the hype, I think. I mean, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then some, I think. And then some. You informed me today that this, the 4K Steelbook is already sold out for this movie. Yeah, I think I don't even think it's been up a week, being completely honest with you. And it's sold out. So uh, you can't get the Steelbook right now, maybe later, but you can't get it now. Uh, it was just an awesome movie. I think it was, there's a best picture push going on for it. I don't think that's going to happen as much as I would love to see it. I don't think it's going to happen. The Academy will laugh in the faces of Marvel comic fans everywhere. They, they will laugh at Kevin Feige and they will laugh at Sony and they will take a shit on everything they've worked so hard for. But a great movie. I'm not going to uh, get aroused over it yet again on my on my own show. But uh, uh, it must be exhausting for, if you did again. It would probably be exhausting. It'd be, it'd be I have awful. to take you to the doctor. Yeah, it'd be awful. Uh, but the only news we have for tonight, some Spider-Man related news. Morbius, literally, uh, news broke right before we started here uh, tonight. Morbius being delayed, supposed to come out later this month, now not coming out until April. Bryce, you were saying uh, quit, quit blaming COVID on this because Spider-Man just made a shitload of money. I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm inclined to agree with you, Bryce. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is a total joke. We are literally, what, 20, 20 days, 21 days away from, from opening and you delay it to April. So now, now. Not to mention Scream's going to make a shitload of money. Right. Scream's going to make money. Right. Now we have to wait until March to see the Batman and the first superhero movie of the year. <sighs> we have to wait that long. God, I hope that doesn't get delayed. <laughs> God. Right now, now I'm now I'm concerned, Zach. If we're just gonna mess around, just put on HBO Max and quit messing around. Just yeah, do, please just put it out there. Let us enjoy it and go away. Stop release, with the nonsense. Release the 4K. Let me go buy it. Yeah, I'll buy you. Sure, man. I'll, I'll go buy it if that's what you want to do. If you just want to go straight DVD, sure, I'll go buy it. No problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they the Batman. Now that I'm thinking about it, if they if they delay the Batman, that's gonna suck because that music in that trailer was awesome i was looking forward yeah. to seeing that at amc it's really good well when, when do we get the first marvel uh flick of, of the year i believe it's uh multiverse correct that's in may oh dude we got oh my goodness first mcu movie technically morbius is still first marvel well, okay fair enough fair enough yes but, but i mean you're talking strictly mcu i think it's multiverse and then you have thor thor in the summer and then you have, let me see here. Let me pull it up real it's, quick. Um, oh, uh, what do we have here? Oh, what is it? Black and Panther. Black Panther. Have, yeah, Black Panther uh, Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. forever. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Which who knows how that's going to be. I'm a little worried about that film, but that's the conversation for it's, a different day. It's, it's, oh man. Very concerning. Chelsea, a lot of pro. Not a lot of production issues, but Letitia Wright in particular, if you're following that news, she, you know, no judgment. I don't care. Nobody cares, but she won't get the vaccine, which goes against protocols on the set. And I'm guessing she's going to be the main character of the movie. So that's going to be a problem if she can't uh, film her scenes. That'll be a big problem. But yes, Bryce, those are the only three slated to come out this year. So I'm guessing 
you know, if I had to guess, one of them will be delayed, unfortunately, but probably Black Panther. But we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, Bryce, moving into some Star Wars related stuff and Boba Fett. Ooh. Here is the Star Wars TV landscape in 2022. It seems like Star Wars is just now. Uh, it's moved on from the movies, at least for now, and it's chosen to dominate the television realm. So, and it has been doing that with the Mandalorian, the last season of the Clone Wars. Uh, haven't watched the Bad Batch yet, but I heard it was great. It has like an eight out of ten on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I just said Mandalorian. So, this year alone, we're gonna have Mandalorian season three. Uh, if you remember how Mandalorian two ended. A little bit of a cliffhanger. Grogu taken away by Luke. Uh, not sure the what thing. Oh, oh God, it was awesome. Oh. Not sure what our boy Mando is going to be doing, but we will see. And then we have the one I'm the most excited for, Obi-Wan Kenobi, with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen both. Hello returning. there. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> General <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah, so that's I, I I mean, which one are you most excited for, Bryce? We also have Andor, Diego Luna reprising his role from Rogue One. Those are all premiering this year. I mean, here's the thing: all of them are very exciting. I think I'm most looking forward to Obi Wan. Um, you know, we're kind of settling into Mar- Mandalorian. I'm a little concerned as to where the Mandalorian is going to go. Usually there's a Fair honeymoon concern. stage. There, there is a honeymoon stage with TV shows, right? The first couple seasons, you know, sure. you're in love. And then, you know, when the main plot line is gone, now you're kind of like, all right, well, now what do we do? What do we do here? So Walking I don't know. Dead. Walking Dead exhibit A. <laughs> Yeah, but it took a while for us to be like, all right, what are we doing here? You know, I yeah, I, yeah. I do believe that uh, they did a phenomenal job of writing that show. Uh, and I mean, Rogue One is awesome. I mean, you kind of want some backstory on some of the characters in there and we're finally going to get it. Um, but I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi is is a staple of, of the Star Wars franchise. So I think I'm most excited for that. Ewan McGregor back where he belongs. Hayden Christensen, who knows what he's been doing all these years, but he's about to collect massive <laughs> checks once again. He's uh, been chilling for years. He's been chilling yeah, since man, just, waiting, just waiting for the call from Lucasfilms. That's all. Um, no, I'm excited for all of them, but Obi-Wan's probably going to be my, my most anticipated here. I don't think it's close for anybody, really. Not just you and me, but can we get a trailer, please? Please, it's it didn't. I couldn't find an exact release date. Um, it just says scheduled to release in 2022 will consist of six episodes. So I'm hoping Only they're. Six? I'm hoping they're like hour. Yeah, hour and please, a half please. Uh, a few things with that series. I'm curious. Uh. I'm excited to see Hermit Obi-Wan. You know, I'm excited yeah. to see what that looks like. And then, uh, how are they going to use Hayden Christensen? Are they going to use him as both Vader and Anakin or just Vader? Or yeah, I'm going, with, I'm going with flashbacks, man. I think that's the way to go here. I mean, he did, he did play Vader in the suit in Revenge of the Sith. Um, maybe he does it again here. I'm thinking he does it again. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And then Andor, I mean, Cassian Andor, he was a badass in Rogue One. 
the series, it says, takes place five years before the events of Rogue One in the Rebellion's infancy stages. So get to see where he learned all of his spy shit. So that'd be cool. Ahsoka, that show, doesn't come out this year, but it begins filming this year. We got Rosario Dawson coming back as Ahsoka Tano. And then Hayden Christensen also going to be in that series. So Hayden Christensen, busy. Busy man. Checks. Collect the checks. Hayden Christensen, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, they all returned. Checks. So they're all, they've all returned and come back. But Bryce, how do you feel? We mentioned Star Wars is moving, you know, not moving. It is now. Mostly a, a TV-centric franchise now. How do you feel about the Star Wars franchise moving forward as a, as a Star Wars fan yourself? Well, I think it's a timeline, Zach. I mean, to go through the, the, the emotions and the feelings that we felt, right? You know, we heard J.J. Abrams was being brought on for a trilogy of films. And I mean, we're like, yeah, after what we saw he did with Star Trek, we're kind of like, we're, we're hyped. Ready. Absolutely hyped. Like Abrams. He's come to say, he's come to reinvigorate us with Star Wars. Well, now they begin to break up the trilogy among different directors and JJ Abrams doesn't have as much control as we thought and uh you know now he's forced in the la- in the Rise of Skywalker to try to save the entire the entire trilogy that that has been put out in the past few years and it just didn't go well. So no. now now it's left in in a broken state. Kathleen Kennedy is still in charge and uh which is an absolute joke and and we saw how that went. Yeah. Um went great. So now now it's kind of left in limbo. Um but then Dave Filoni who is who took creative control over over uh over the animated part of Star Wars. Yeah. Um and, and dabbled in some of the live action. Um he he puts out heater episodes of the Clone Wars. Does extremely well with Bad Batch. Um, And then you got Jon Favreau, who has single-handedly changed the live-action landscape uh, with The Mandalorian. Did a phenomenal job in the first two seasons. He's going to continue to do a phenomenal job for this Star Wars franchise. It's a guy who gets it. Both of these guys understand the franchise. They understand what the fans want. And they give them exactly that. Okay? We don't need any weird, twisted, unexplained storylines. We have it all right here. Just just give us what we want, make it cool, make it awesome, give us good graphics, and I'm good. And that's what they've done. That's exactly what they've done. We have two people, Dave Filoni in particular. I think Dave Filoni gets the Star Wars mythos. He gets it and he understands it. And he'll and John Favreau is the one who just articulates it, puts it on the screen. I'm not saying John Favreau doesn't understand it, he clearly does. But I'm just thinking that's what the roles are. We did a good job with the Grogu story. Oh, I did a phenomenal job. Grogu, who... (sighs) God. Most popular Star Wars character right now? Machine. Is he the most popular Star Wars character right now? Oh, he's got to be. You see it everywhere. You see see people that aren't even interested in Star Wars with with merch of of that thing. Grogu, Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him. I'm building a, a Lego Baby. set of him right now. It's, it's, I got it for Christmas. Thanks, Dad. But it's, it. it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, me, personally, I'm feeling good about Star Wars going forward. Um, hell of a lot better than I was after Rise of Skywalker. Which, by the way, I'm glad you brought up JJ because I'm not going to blame 
I've never blamed JJ for the rise of Skywalker because he was dealt uh, a Ryan Johnson cut a shit hand. Yeah, he cucked him. Ryan Johnson cucked him. Not saying Ryan Johnson is a good director. He clearly is. The man made Knives Out and he made he made Looper. He He just did not understand. No. And he directed some famous, famous episodes of Breaking Bad. So man can clearly direct. But I'm not uh never I'm never gonna blame JJ Abrams for how that trilogy ended. But I'm feeling good about it. You know, Mandalorian was an awesome start. The last season of Clone Wars was a masterpiece. Like I said, Bad Batch has just been uh, getting great reviews. And this first episode of Boba Fett, which we're about to dive into, was was pretty awesome as well. So, Bryce, just give me your general thoughts on episode one uh, and your takeaway about Boba uh, when he was in The Mandalorian season two. Well, I mean, when you look at if you're going to do a story on Boba Fett, right? Um, one, it's a tall task because you have to explain a lot in a short amount of time. And I'm not meaning I'm not saying you have to do it all in one episode. You can expand it through the season, but you have to do a lot of storytelling. And honestly, they covered a lot in episode one. So, I mean, it's it's good. This is obviously an introduction episode. This is as classic of an introduction episode as you can get. Right. It gives you a lot of storyline while also building on the main plot and setting that up for the rest of the season. But I thought they did a good job. I thought it was awesome. I think they showed a lot of Boba's skills and talents and was able to magnify that where we only get a small glimpse of that in the films and we only get a small glimpse of that in the Mandalorian a little bit more in the Mandalorian but still just a small glimpse so I thought they did an awesome job Robert Rodriguez I think he's very underrated as a director um, and, and as a storyteller Teller, honestly, if you go look at it at his history, I think he's awesome. And I think he he's a good guy to, to be doing this this series. Guy made he made Sin City. Uh you know, these were catered for kids, obviously, but he made the spy kids movies. Which um, were awesome when we were kids. Awesome when we were kids. So and Sin City was awesome. So guy can direct, he can direct TV, especially. Quentin Tarantino loves him, if that tells you anything. So he's he has that stamp of approval. I agree with everything you said, Bryce. Uh, him being in The Mandalorian made that show worth it enough. And then how about that? Basically, you know, at the end of No Way Home, we got the Doctor Strange trailer. And then you yeah. basically got a Boba Fett trailer at the end of Mando season two, which was you had Luke Skywalker show up and then you had a Boba Fett series teaser. I mean, that was, oh, my God. Oh my god, that was amazing! It's a it's a nerd's best dream. It's a it's a nerd's wet dream. It's it's a, just call it what it is. It's a nerd's wet dream. Uh, the the thing about this show that it's gonna do, or at least I hope it's gonna do, it's gonna tell us about Boba Fett. Boba Fett, uh, easily one of the most famous Star Wars characters, probably one of the ten most famous. Uh, I would say the three badasses of Star Wars are. Him, Mace Windu, and Darth Maul, just in appearance and behavior and skill set, just the, the three badasses. Can we get a Mace Windu show? 
Please. Is that possible? I know it has nothing to do with the current landscape of Star Wars, but can we just get it just for fun? I don't care. Samuel L. doesn't want to come back and do it. Obi-Wan has nothing to do with the current landscape. They're giving him a show. (laughs) You can give anyone a show, Bryce. Cassian Andor is getting a show, and he got blown to smithereens. He's gone. He's dead. He got destroyed by the fucking Death Star. Uh, So, the the crazy thing about Boba Fett is we still don't know that much about him, and we never have. No. We, We really never have. If you go back to the original trilogy, his first appearance... He says like less than ten words total. Uh, his death, quote unquote, death fucking sucked. Now we know he survived it. Um, but he was just a badass. He looked like a badass. He he moved like a badass. This man killed Han Solo. Killed, quote unquote, killed. Um, all we really know about him, you know, in the prequels, we learn he's Jango Fett's son, clone son. Uh, had to watch his dad get fucking decapitated. Decapitated. Speaking of Mace Windu, owned. Owned. Was that a shocking moment in the movie for you, by the way? First time I saw it? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of violent. Well, imagine being there in 2002 where you're like, (laughs) this guy's on all the posters. (laughs) He's clearly going to be a formidable foe. And then he gets fucking diced. In within <laughs> seconds by Mace Windu. Oh, it was so guys. dark. It was so dark. And then he looks up at Dooku after he does it and he's like, Yeah, yeah. that's the best yeah, you got. That's yeah. right. That's right. Send another one, I dare you, please. <laughs> but that's really all you know about Boba Fett. Had to watch his dad die. Grew up on a planet full of water. The whole planet was just an ocean. And and then you learn more about him in the Clone Wars a little bit. He kind of ran with some gangs, some bounty hunter gangs. Um, but you really don't know that much about him. And now you learn more. Um, you know, here's the Boba backstory is our next topic. Him escaping the Sarlacc pit. Bryce, are you with me that that death when he fell into the pit was pretty lame? Yeah, I mean, looking at, uh, I mean, looking at the times, though, when a movie was made, you're kind of like, all right, you know, that might be the best they got, you know, giving graphics and things like that. But uh, yeah, you'd say it was lame. I don't think they knew. I don't think George Lucas knew how popular of a character that was when he when he killed him off. I don't think he knew. Well, and I think that's why they're doing this now. I think that's why they're. Bringing oh, yeah. Back. Oh, yeah. Um, so they explain how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, which if you remember in Return of the Jedi, he ended up in the Sarlacc pit, uh, in the big fight with Jabba the Hutt in the desert on, on, on Tatooine. He shoots his way out, Great scene. climbs through the sand, uh, and gets out. And then he's captured and tortured by the Tusken Raiders. Bryce, I wrote down... I got some Empire Strikes Back vibes when uh, Luke was in the middle of Hoth, the the the, the snow planet, and he was attacked by the Wampa. That's interesting that you say that because I, I didn't think about it that way until now. And, and yeah, you kind of do. But but Zach, this also goes back to the story writing and the storytelling, right? Is fans tell you what they want. We you know what we like, and they gave it to us. 
And and uh, and yeah, I mean, this this was an interesting scene and they had to cover the backstory. Right. They had to. And it's it makes sense now. You're like, oh, OK, yeah, I can see that. That fits the timeline. All right. I'll rock with you. And, and they go on and go on and, and they build this this legend, this legend, which, by the way, real quick side note, yeah. the title of this show is awesome. The book yes. of Boba Fett. It's awesome. It is awesome. It makes me think of the book of Eli. And that was an awesome underrated film. It's a solid movie. It's Denzel. so good. Denzel. Great film. Great film. Book of Boba Fett. That's so it's such an awesome title. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's on brand. It's very on brand. Um, This, this episode was awesome. I can't wait for Wednesday. I can't wait. for. Wednesday. I'm guessing this pod's going to come out Tuesday or Wednesday. And I can't, I can't wait for Wednesday to watch episode two. Hopefully it's longer. I mean, that's the thing we didn't mention at the top. Yeah. Now, if you don't count the credits, this episode was like 30 or 32 minutes long. Really wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. So for some reason with these Disney plus shows, this is especially the case with the Marvel shows. You would turn on Loki and it would say 56 minutes and you're like, okay, it actually means like 48 minutes. Cause there's going to be right. eight minutes of credits, but dude, I was just waiting for Loki to be over, bro. Cause my brain would be hurting after that. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, talk about multiverse. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm glad I don't have to try and comprehend those episodes anymore. Oh man. Oh, for the love it's of a great God. show. It was a great show. Yeah. It was a good show. Great to I have understood. great to have Tom back in our lives, but oh man, God damn. It was hard to prep for. Uh, then we have the back to tank. Bryce, you and I kind of talked about this at work today. The back to yeah. tank, which Boba has to do to his injuries, and you know, both throughout his life and in the Sarlacc pit, and from being tortured by a gang of Tuscan Raiders, he has to go in his back to tank. Which back to tanks? Uh, for those who don't know, you know, there's a famous scene in Rogue One where Darth Vader is in a big tank and it's just, it's basically where they go. Vader, especially uh, when he's not in his suit, which keeps him alive. He goes in the back to tank, which heals him, uh, regenerates him as much as it can, as much as it can for somebody missing three limbs, like, like Anakin. (laughs) But uh, that's basically what a back to tank is. You also see it in empire when Luke returns from being attacked by the Wampa. Uh, if you remember that scene, it looks like Luke's wearing a big diaper in that scene. That's what it was. Uh, and these were these are where we see Boba's uh, flashbacks, which uh, you know I'm sure we're going to get more of these, more about how Boba ended up in the Mandalorian and in the Jabba throne. Oh yes, oh yes. As the series goes on, Bryce. But what are your thoughts on flashbacks in general and in this episode? Because I know a lot of people. It doesn't matter if it's Star Wars or, you know, whatever. Flashbacks are a tricky thing. Flashbacks are a tricky thing. And and it kind of gave me a little like Assassin's Creed vibes. You know what I mean? You know, you go ah. under and you give it a little flashbacks. All Talk right, to right. me up. Uh, but uh, I mean, no, I, the, the flashbacks are great. Uh, I mean, it's telling the story. It is telling the story uh, of of how Boba Fett is where he is today and how he survived and, and what he had to go through to reclaim his armor and reclaim um, his name and oh, take armor. over this, this empire. Yeah. That, the arm, which by that was a, that was an awesome stretch. Timothy Oliphant was awesome. Um, 
Did he die? I don't remember. He died. No, no, he's down the dusty trail, man. He's down the dusty trail, okay. just chilling now. So I'm sure we'll see him pop back up again. Um, but no, I thought the, the flashbacks are a necessary entity uh, for this whole entire series, honestly, um, especially in in the first episode, because this is telling us how we got to where we are now. So I really enjoyed the flashbacks. Uh, it kind of sucks to see Boba just manhandled by the Tuscans, um, but then to to gain Dominated. the respect. Uh, down down the road uh, at the end of the episode. I mean, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. We'll talk about how he gained that respect at the end here. I saved it for last. If you've seen the episode, which if you haven't seen the episode and you're listening to this, I don't know what, what you're doing, but uh, I saved the best. We saved the best for last for you. Um, and then we have Boba taking over the Hut Empire, which the Huts, uh, basically the Mafia, you know, uh, if you're not a hardcore Star Wars fan, that's that's what they are. The Huts are basically the mafia of of Tatooine. Um, Jabba ruled. There's a quote. There's a great quote from Boba in this episode. This isn't an exact quote, but this is how basically what it said. Jabba ruled through fear. I will rule through respect. And you see that it fits the character perfectly because Boba, man, a few words. He's fearful. You know, people fear him just based on his appearance, man, a few words, and honestly, just the way he looks. This dude's scarred from head to toe. He looks, looks like he's been through hell, and he has. But Jabba ruled through fear. I will rule through respect. Great scene of Boba, you know, after taking Jabba's throne, uh, going to Mos Eisley and introducing himself as the, as the new crime lord. Just saying, hey, I, I'm I'm the guy now. I, I'm the guy you answer to. I am the captain now. <laughs> I am the captain now. Uh, how about that scene, Bryce, where he's in Jabba's palace on his new throne, and he's he tells off the mayor's little wench guy. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I, you know he had every right to kill him. He had every right, every right. Uh, but to Fennec back was ready with, to kill him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Comedy scene. I think that's the comedy Absolutely. scene, especially the way the mayor's wench servant, second <laughs> command, whatever, the way he talked. Comedy scene for for the entire episode, right there. Absolutely. That's that's probably the big comedy scene. And whoever played that guy, I've well forgot. done, well done, well done, because he didn't seem very frightened of Boba. I don't know if he knew who Boba Fett was. I feel like he should know who Boba Fett was. Don't you think? I don't know. I would think so too, but I'm telling you what, that mayor better quit messing around. He better quit messing around. I mean, Boba Fett, guy who put Han Solo in, in Carbonite. I don't guy who worked for Bob or for Jabba the Hutt. I don't know. I don't feel like you should know who he is, but he seemed pretty nonchalant about it. We'll see if the mayor I'm guessing the mayor will come up uh later. Oh, I'm sure. Assistance from Fennec and the return of the famous Gamorrean guards. These guys uh, literally look like pigs. They sound like pigs, too. Uh, they uh, scared me when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, that could be pretty scary uh, for a kid. They're fierce, though. Don't, don't underestimate these guys. They're fierce. Fiercely loyal, too. I have in our notes, loyal motherfuckers. And <laughs> damn, they are. They, they serve Absolutely. Jabba the Hutt. And they served uh, Bib Fortuna, who took over for Jabba after he was strangled by Leia in Return of the Jedi. Um, 
Bib Fortuna. Not sure what happened to him. Not sure. If, I'm guessing he died. I'm not sure when he died, but clearly he's, yeah, he's um, his, no longer with us. His term expired. If Boba Fett is uh, the guy now. So uh, Fennec, Bryce, forgot to mention Fennec, who also returns from Mandalorian, a badass in her own right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, she's a great counterpart. Um, you know, what's crazy is, I, Zach, I don't know if you were an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. A little bit. But I, I did watch for a while and I see no difference between her character she played in that show and Fennec. I see no difference. Ah. So uh, I'm kind of used to this character. Yeah, she is a bad mama jamma dude. I would not want to mess with her. And a great right-hand woman to Bubba. Yes, great. Uh, her skills were on full display. You know, they, they were on full display in The Mandalorian, but and then in the assassin scene. Yeah, and, absolutely. Chase him down. Absolutely. Yeah, when her and Boba are leaving the casino, I guess you'd call it, the casino in Mos Eisley. She chases down a couple dudes, kills, kills at least two, I think. Relentlessly. And then takes one prisoner. We'll see what he has to say in episode two. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to give them everything they want. <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to squeal, but uh, he's going to squeal like the, the Gamorrean guards. He's, he's, <laughs> he's going to squeal. Uh, Bryce, who do you think sent the assassins? We didn't really... You know, we're going to have to wait till Wednesday, hopefully, to get an answer on that. But I have a theory that's going to blow you away, but I want to hear your your thoughts. And the only thing that comes to mind would be the mayor. That's that's my only mm. thought. You know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know enough, you know, what's going on and what's going around to. I, I don't know. You, you're going to have something crazy, ridiculous. So let me let me hear. Let me hear. No, I don't think it's that ridiculous. I thought about okay. it. And All I right. did the math, the canonical math to make sure this would line up <laughs> in canon. I even did the math. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. We shall actually fuck. I don't know if this, I don't know if it matches up. Depends. Did you watch Rebels, Bryce? A little bit. A little bit. I don't think this matches up, but we'll see. Did you see Solo? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Who is the big cameo at the end of Solo, Bryce? Oh, man. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. Um, oh, Bryce. You know who it was. Right at the end, right? Right at the end. Who does Amelia Clark talk to on the hologram? Oh, is it Dooku? Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah. Oh. Darth Maul. oh. So my guess is it's Darth Maul. It's a, it's a, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. He died in Rebels. He died in Rebels. But I'm hoping. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it's not Darth Maul. It's definitely not Darth Maul. But I just wanted to put Darth Maul in here to stir the pot a little bit. It he's would running, be. It would be running very. A, he's running a crime organization. When Solo came out, he was running a crime organization. Still not sure when Solo takes place in the timeline, but maybe it is interesting. It, like it is years. an interesting thought. Uh, now, uh, dude, uh, Darth Maul would have a very long life if if yeah. he if he showed <laughs> up in this. My goodness, and how many times has he almost died? You know, like my. We thought Qui Gon Jinn got or or uh, Obi Wan got rid of him, man. I mean, let me try and do some quick math. 
because episode one takes place 30 years before a new hope. And then he dies in rebels, which I'm guessing takes place after solo. So if he somehow survived his death in rebels, which seemed pretty conclusive, but why would he have a bone to pick with Boba Fett though? He just doesn't want anybody on his turf. He doesn't want anybody on his uh, empire's turf, his criminal empire. Okay. All right, I can see. That'd yeah, be yeah. It. I, I might be able to get on board with that. I might be able to. Get on board. We'll see. Uh, I, I hope we get more information this week. Again, I think my math is wrong. I think Darth Maul is dead. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It'd be cool. Darth Maul is probably my favorite Star Wars character. So maybe, hopefully, hopefully he comes back. I hope this isn't a. I don't know. Because Mandalorian had a big cameo. It's true. Boba it's Fett. True. Might and they make good on their big cameos. Unlike they Marvel. make good on it. Unlike Marvel. Yeah. Watch yourself, Wanda. What was... Yeah, no. No, Wanda. Oh, God. Oh, God. That was a joke. I will say for the Quicksilver thing, it was awesome in the moment. And then it turned out to be nothing. Yeah, but is it something, though? I don't think so. I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Multiverse, WandaVision. Multiverse act. Multiverse, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just, my hunch says no. WandaVision, by the way, nominated for a shitload of Emmys. Shitload. Good. Good. Uh, and finally, Bryce, like I said, last but not least, certainly not least, the sand beast scene, which Boba... Uh, probably the quintessential Boba Fett scene in this episode. He strangles this massive beast uh, as he is being held prisoner. Basically frees himself from Tusken Raider captivity by killing the Sand Beast. Badass. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed it was. I mean, it, uh, this thing was like 20 feet terrifying. Long. And it's ter- It's a terrifying creature, man. I mean, I tell you, I got to give Star Wars like an A plus for creativity on some of these beasts that they come out. I mean, think about the Wampa, dude. I think that that uh, that Wampa holds up. Terrifying. The Wampa holds up, you know, for it being created in, you know, the 70s, 80s. That yeah. holds up. The Wampa holds up. The, the Rancor holds up. Absolutely. Rancor, uh, those uh, stadium beasts in episode two. Oh man, I, they do a good job of creating these beasts, these terrifying. Yeah, they do. You know, man-eating beasts. They they do a really good job on those. Man, I gotta say. And how about the? You know what I'm talking about when when Boba's tied to like the log, that thing. Oh that, yeah, that thing was scary. Yeah. How would you like that thing staring into your soul as you're trying not to die? No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But yeah, Uh, this was an awesome scene. It was, it was so, it was so cool the way they uncovered it. And then to see Boba fight it. um, Unfortunately, uh, he really doesn't get credit for the kill. Um, He does end up with the water. He doesn't. And and that's the thing. He strangled this thing with, you know, basically being starved and and dehydrated and digging all day. (laughs) I mean, his his hands were at least callous so he could pull tight on that chain. You know, that was no problem. Uh, And rewarded with a nice drink of water after. That's what it's like working in the desert. You're digging for water. They're digging for like these eggs of water. And you don't even get to drink it. 
Hey, you don't even get the drink. It's it's for the people. Yeah, he did. St- he did. He did assert his dominance and stole a drink. First one he found. Yeah, even the you told me this at work. Even the Tuscan Raider leader was like, "Yeah, here you go." Yeah, yeah, you you are in this <laughs> one, bud. You are in this one. There you go. There you go. Uh, so that's it, Bryce. Who's your big winner for this episode? And here's my only rule. Here's my only rule. Okay, all right. Can it cannot be Boba himself? Ah, okay, okay, okay. My big winner then, Gamorrean guards. They were ah. going to be slayed. They were spared, and they came in with the clutch during the uh, assassin scene. That's also mine, the Gamorrean guards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they carry they carry the clutch gene. They they carry the 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 Michael Jordan, uh, Reggie Miller, Kawhi Leonard clutch gene. That is just they have it. They have it. Um. Uh, Great to have him back too. Some OGs from the OG trilogy Absolutely. makes you feel comfortable with everything. You're like, oh yes, yeah, sorry, we can settle into this now. You know, in my heart, I hope it's the original set in Jabba's palace. I hope we get more scenes that in would Jabba's be awesome. palace, dude. Can we get more shots of Boba sitting on the throne, please? That is wallpaper esque. Oh my god, I'm gonna make that my my background at work has been Spider Man since I started that job, and now yeah. I want to change it to Boba Fett on the throne where he fucking belongs. And it's awesome. Oh god, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's it, Boba Fett, uh, Chapter One: Stranger in a Strange Land. In the books, Bryce will be back next week for episode oh. two, chapter two, airs on Wednesday. Uh, can't wait. Can't oh, wait. yes. Oh, it's going to be electric. I cannot wait, Zach. Before we sign off here, Bryce, on the Running Hook Podcast Network, Circle City Cinema, what do you and Caleb Lynn have next on Lynn Sanity? Uh, well, I mean, we're still, we're, we are right in the heart of football season. Uh, week 17 is almost in the books. we got Monday night going on right now. Playoff picture becoming a little more clear. Uh, we're going to continue to uh, to trudge through the playoffs onto the Super Bowl. Uh, might bring on some guests here and there, Mr. Griffith. Uh, you might have to come on and uh, have oh. a little fun with us on Lynn Sanity here shortly. Listen, I mean, hopefully, you know, uh, Fucking horrible loss on Sunday. I was watching it. Fucking I told you about the Raiders. Fucking Hunter Renfro. I told, you. I told Renfro. you. I told you. You did. You did. You did. I'll give you that. You did. You did tell me and Caleb about about the Raiders. Still, I still think their O line sucks. But the end of that game was absolutely depressing. Uh, Hunter Renfro. There's nothing more demoralizing than getting uh, a chance to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, ripped away from you by a, a receiver that you are taller than. It's 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 it sucks. Good times. Good it sucks. But who else are you having on? Who else are you having on in the playoffs? Um, I don't know, man. We got to talk through some things. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll try to book the small market king. He is a very busy man with his small market, so uh, we have to watch our our scheduling with the small market king. And we might get a few a uh, few of Caleb schmuck friends. Ah, uh, yes. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they want to come on and, and talk a little playoff football. Remind me, his his friend that came on last time, he was Dalton. Awesome. Dalton, Dalton, yeah. Dalton was awesome. We had a good time, man. Yeah, we, we bantered back and forth. I agree with him. I disagreed with him. We had a good time, though. You guys agreed hard on, on Lamar. We agreed hard. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, so that's what's coming up on Lunsanity. Like I said, me and Bryce will be back with Boba Chapter 2 next week. And then me and Bryce have a massive, massive... <laughs> 
yeah, my bad. Uh, as much research as I've had to do for this, it might have to be split. Apologies, Alex. It might have to be split into two parts because. Oh boy, yeah. This is something I've wanted this to do for a, a doozy, long time. Folks. This is a doozy. It's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. I can't believe I was I was uh, chosen to embark on this journey with Zach, but we are excited about it. Well, I think on the network, you are the only one, as well versed as I am, or close to it, to be included on this pod we're going to be doing a superhero movie extravaganza pod where we rank our top tens in both superhero movies uh superhero hero performances superhero movie villain performances uh it's it's going to be great it's going to be great i I can't wait i can't wait uh then uh, what else on Circle City Cinema? Also, Divine Rhyme has been killing it. They've been pumping out episodes like no other. Rumor Mill tells me some anniversary pods. They're going to be stealing my anniversary pod idea for their own benefit. I, mean, I think that's a good steal. I think it's, it's a fine good with steal, me. And it's fine with me. It's fine with me. The anniversary pods have treated me well. They got some great 10-year anniversaries. Recently uh, just up. did an anniversary pod, Zach. Moneyball. Moneyball. Ten year anniversary. Check that pod out if you haven't already. That was awesome. Uh, and then Dylan Hughes texted me, wants to do a pod on the big short. Oh, all right. Okay. The big short. So after our extravaganza pod, Bryce, that'll be next in line. Uh, me and Dylan Hughes talking about the big short. Great movie from 2015 uh, from Adam McKay who just released Don't Look Up, which we talked about earlier. If you haven't watched that, check that out. And then uh, next in line in the favorite movie series, I've been slacking on this, uh, the favorite movie series, Interstellar with William Bill Hogsett. William. Talking about Interstellar starring Matthew McConaughey, one of the most iconic Christopher Nolan films. So that will be in the works. I got to get with Will and Dylan and schedule those pods. ASAP. But yes, Bryce, I will see you next week for chapter two of the book of Boba Fett. Bryce, anything else to add before we sign off? No, man, I'm just excited to, to embark on this on this first season of the book of Boba Fett with you and to get to our superhero extravaganza. Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. Six more of these pods, folks, on Boba Fett. And as always, thank you very much for listening.